puts you in a good mood, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah. I saw you dancing. I saw you getting ready. Also, I love that before we recorded this show, we were supposed to go live at 3.15, but Kevin was like, oh, sorry, we're going to, like, let's do 3.30 instead. Totally fine. But I tell the rest of the group, and Andy just backs out. Like, he doesn't even say Not bye. Not even a goodbye. He doesn't even, like, <laughs> Not I was even like, oh, yeah, so we can come back, whatever. I said Me? bye. My mic was muted. Unless my yeah, mic okay. was muted. <laughs> me, Joey, and Nick are sitting here having a conversation, talking. Andy pops in for a second. I'm like, oh, by the way, Kev's going to be a little late. And he just in. leaves. <laughs> yeah, it just immediately. Like, losers. No, I was definitely perfect. like, oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, see you then. And then yeah. I just like left. But I think my mic was muted. But it was the perfect opportunity because I needed to fill up my Brita uh, water. Hell yeah. I'm glad. That's actually source. a really smart move to have the Brita water filter just there. Like, yeah. The, yeah. The thing just there. It's smart. Mm-hmm. Then it gets all warm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But this yeah, is Pixar it, in review, where each and every week we rank and review the Pixar movies. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I can't match your lights right now, Tim. My mm-hmm. Kevin, I updated to the newest version of Android, and now my Bluetooth's all busted. And they warned me that things might be busted, but I just didn't trust them. And uh, you don't have a, mm-hmm. a hub? It's got it with my iPad. I'm controlling with my iPad, but you don't yeah, have I don't have the hub. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Do, later, uh, we have hella hubs. Me and Tim, I think each have like eight hubs. Hub it up, yeah. baby. That's the big talk. We'll, hub you. we'll give you a hub. We'll yeah. hub you anytime you want. Hub the hell out of you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that very, very trepidatious laugh is from one Christmas in May, Joey Noel. Bring back Bizarre Vark, you know? Yeah, dude. Bizarre Vark. I didn't know it existed until this weekend, <laughs> but you know what? Bring it back. Bring, Bring it back. back. Uh, and of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, ye all. If you ye the faith, you gotta ye the destiny, Tim. Uh-huh. <laughs> got it, got it. Now I know where you're getting that. Yep, ye all. Yep, yep. I forget what's Andy, what's the quote? <laughs> you can't change your fate, your destiny. If you could change your fate, would you? That was in the in the trailer. Oh, wow, I, I really got that totally if wrong. If you could change your fate, would you? <laughs> Anyone you can cook. Change it if you could. Anyone can cook. Uh like I said, this is kind of funny's Pixar and Review, where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. Right now we are doing Pixar and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, you can watch them on youtube.com slash kinda funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for kinda funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, just like our Patreon producers Michael G and Tom Bach did, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. But if you want to do that, you're gonna to have to listen to our ad for Babel that we're gonna give later in this episode. But for now, let me tell you all about the movie Brave, a runtime of one hour, 33 minutes, released on June 22nd, 2012. It's the first movie to use Dolby Atmos sound system. Oh. The new system expands oh. from the 5 to 7.1 channel sound mixes to 64 discrete speaker feeds and oh, 128 hot. simultaneous and lossless audio channels. Way too many. Get hyped, baby. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that is way so too many. Lossless channels. The human head can't even, like, can't understand differentiate. That. Human head. That. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Mark Andrews and Brenda Chapman. This one's kind of interesting here. So Mark Andrews was the story supervisor for The Incredibles. He is also the father of Maeve Andrews, who who voiced Jack-Jack in The Incredibles. Oh. Awesome. Mm. 
and Brenda Chapman, an American writer, storyboard artist, and director. In 1998, she became the first woman to direct an animated feature from a major studio, DreamWorks Animation's The Prince of Egypt. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. In 2012, she co-directed Brave with Mark Andrews, becoming the first woman to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Chapman conceived the project and was announced as the director of the film, making her Pixar's first female director. In October 2010, however, she was replaced by Mark Andrews following creative disagreements between her and John Lasseter. When asked whether she will return to Pixar, Chapman responded by saying she has no desire to go back there, feeling that, quote, the atmosphere and the leadership doesn't fit well with me. So, kind of a bittersweet story there. Well, um, I mean, more importantly, I'm looking here, and some of the story of Beauty and the Beast she helped on, and mm -hmm. what she was a story supervisor on The Lion King. She also worked on down the story under. of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, oh, wow, like, she's got credits, dude. Mm-hmm. For for chicken Run. Also, come on, uh -huh. guys. Chicken Run, great. Prince film. of Egypt. <laughs> and then I knew All I was right. like I was upset, Kevin, All that right. I brought up Prince of Egypt I when you were it. away from the mic. Because <laughs> <laughs> the great only film. thing Kevin likes more, the Prince of Egypt, is the road to El Goddamn Dorado. Ain't that right? <laughs> I mean, DreamWorks has done a lot of trash, but not they these have. two fucking movies. They have. Not these <laughs> two movies. Kevin, you know what I mean? Kevin, can you remember the time and place you were when you saw? That goddamn Red Sea being split in two, and then you see the shadow of the whale through the lightning when mm. the, the lightning strikes, and you see the whale swimming oh, along yeah, the wall yeah, of the yeah, water. Yeah. Oh. The coolest imagery that any fucking like 10 year old could see in their lives. Like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's right right there. It's the best thing ever. It's it so is. Cool. Get it, Brenda. So cool. Give the award to Brenda for everything, especially mm -hmm. that whale. Uh, the music was done by Patrick Doyle a Scottish film composer uh, known for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Rise mm. of the Planet of the Apes, Thor. And brave. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting. I like it. Uh, a little out of their wheelhouse for their, their typical composers, but they obviously wanted to hit with that Scottish theme for everything. I, I heard they actually tried Mandy Newman, and they were like, this categorically does not work. Mm. <laughs> it, just, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, guys they're like, okay. people. No, like, Randy, Randy, <laughs> no, Randy no. stop. Randy, stop. They went through all the Newmans, and they're like, this just isn't going to work. It's you you it's not change your feet. <laughs> a budget of 185 million dollars and a box office of 540.4 million oh, wow. making it the third highest grossing animated movie of 2012 after ice age continental drift and madagascar 3 europe's Oof. most wanted That's it is however oh. the highest grossing non or highest grossing animated non-sequel of 2012 mm. oh. so so That's go. much higher than I would have guessed. I don't know why I was expecting to hear that this was a kind of a box office bomb. It's what I would have predicted. I, it's how, I mean, it's not a great movie, uh, you know? Well, no, but the I, awards I mean, it's, would say otherwise because it did win the Academy Award for Best yeah, Animated Feature Film. Yeah, we already decided a scam, you know what I mean? Sorry, Ice Age Continental Drift in Madagascar <laughs> 3, Europe's Most Wanted. <laughs> but this one was Braves to win. Uh, yeah, so it won the, the Best Animated Feature and... Yeah, obviously that's great for Miss Brenda Chapman. Oh no, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that it that has year? to make money to be good or whatever. But yeah, I was expecting for some reason I was expecting like yeah, not a whole lot of return on this one. Mm -hmm. But I'm good, good, good for this movie back in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Andy, some fun stats specifically for you: two additional software programs were specifically developed for this movie by Pixar in a span of three years. One of them allowed simulation of Merida's 1,500 strands of hair curls to move together with her movements. Love that. Like I would have guessed that. way more for the strands. They were That's gorgeous. Crazy. They were absolutely, absolutely. gorgeous. Absolutely. But now, the last thing I got for you here 
is this is the first Pixar Animation Studios movie to feature a female protagonist. Princess Merida is also the only Pixar character to be included in the official Disney princess line. Merida is the first Disney princess to not have a love interest, and she's the first Disney princess to not be based on any pre-existing literary character or historical figure. Um, one of the motivating things of this movie and her was to really take a look at the Bechdel test, uh, which we've talked about before, mm -hmm. uh, the idea of it's a measurement of the representation of women in fiction it asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. That is literally all it needs to do to qualify is passing the test. <laughs> no, uh, it seems like a very that, that's it. The, people have then added that the requirement is that the two women must be named characters. Uh, hmm. But even taking like that a, out, yeah. it is still very rare that movies hit that uh, that passing the test uh so going forward on in review i'm going to add this to the little facts at the beginning to see if it passes or not just because it'll surprise you how often movies don't but this movie very 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 much does and that was kind of uh, the point going into it which is pretty cool pretty pretty cool let's start off with what we think about it nick scarpino let's start with you um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think that you can kind of understanding that there was a director shift in the middle of this kind of makes a lot of sense now because this movie feels like it wasn't as tight as it could have been. Um, but I found myself really enjoying all the characters. I really liked the little brothers, the three little brother characters, especially when they pop off as bears. I'm like, all right, let's go. This movie's great. Uh, and I think it's stunningly animated. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's not, it's, it doesn't overstay its welcome as far as length is concerned. And um, I think it's interesting. It's definitely a fate, like a, a legend or a fable that I hadn't particularly known before. So um, I enjoyed watching it. They made, they made it up. Right? I, I assume as much. Yeah. Either that or I, my, my, my mid century Scottish or not mid century, but like 16th century Scottish folklore <laughs> is not where it used to be. Joey. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like this is kind of one of the, Pixar movies that I I had seen once and like never really gone back to. Um, I like it. I think it's fine in terms of Pixar. I don't think it's one of my favorites by any stretch. Uh, it is interesting. And I was thinking about it as I was watching it, that it was, I don't know if it was because it's like kind of more, it's like a princess story, but it's kind of the only princess story that's in Pixar. Right. Mm hmm. So I was just like, oh, that's interesting that they would have chosen to go in like a Pixar direction instead of like Disney Animation Studios that kind of tends to handle those kinds of storylines. Tangled and whatnot. Yeah. Even like Princess and the Frog and like all of that stuff. Uh, I thought that the brothers were in it way more <laughs> in my memory that mm -hmm. they were like a fun little thing, but they're like kind of not in it. I wish they were in it more, no, uh, which I guess is kind of the better side of the line to end up on with like those side characters. Cause I feel like very often you can just get too much of them and then you don't really love them. Um, yeah. This was the first one where I was like, Oh, this is like fine. It wasn't like any better or worse than I remembered it being. It's just kind of like exists <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh, but yeah, it is, I think one of the most pretty, I think it's like a lot of the, like the way that they did the coloring and stuff like that, especially with her hair and all of like the dark foresty stuff. I think it's really fun. Andy, I saw you nodding along. What do you have to say? I mean, I'm, I'm feel like we're all, we all might be on the same page here. I think it's a, I think it's a good ass movie. Um, nothing too special. The, um, I saw this movie a long time ago, probably around when it came out. And I totally forgot that, that this movie had sort of magical properties to it. I don't know why I thought it was just going to be a coming of age tale about a, a, a 
sort of princess who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to live that life and who wants to break tradition mm-hmm. um but as soon as the the wisps pop up and the witch i was like oh cool this is gonna have like some yeah. sort of fantastical elements to it um i think it's fun the the three brothers are adorable i think young merida is like the most adorable fucking thing ever like just this little this little girl with gigantic hair is so cute just kind of running around um I love the sense of family that there is. I, I love the father and, and the, the mom. I think they just play really great off of each other. And uh, and then all the goofy sort of tribes people, you know, like I think it's just such a silly thing. And also a weird thing that you kind of forget. We're, we're so far off with Merida and her mom and dealing with that sort of uh, A plot. And then you, you kind of go back to the B plot and they're still in the castle and they're all fighting over you know, who's going to, you know, be able to marry Merida. It's just like, oh, yeah, they're still here. I forgot that they're this is still, still going on. I like how it progresses, um, though. It comes back and they're all yeah. fortified. <laughs> In their own corners of yeah, the wall. just, like, throwing sticks at each other. Uh, it, otherwise, it's cute. Uh, again, I don't think it does anything too special like any of the other Pixar movies would have, like Wally, uh, the Deserved number one movie. Um, but um, I think it's great. I think it's a good movie, and I think it's well-deserved. I'm looking at the sort of meta score and imdb score and they're all around seven out of ten and i think that's Mm -hmm. kind of perfect i think it's a good serviceable movie with good acting and uh a moment near the end that still kind of makes my my eyes tear up a little bit when we get the moment we see the mom and the daughter i think it's so so cute uh I, I just want to say I agree with Andy. Wally should definitely be number one. Yeah, thank you. Kevin. I don't Crazy think that was the point not. of his statement. <laughs> no, well, I mean, that's what he said, though. I just want to say yeah, that's the part I agree said, with. Yeah. Kind of uh, everything on. else, uh, I don't know. He's this a fucking movie... idiot. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but like this movie didn't do much for me at all. Where like I, I, I don't know if I've ever watched it all the way to the end, and I, I feel like I realized that yesterday where I was... I, it's such a, like... It's kind of a dud for me. Where it's the overall storyline, I feel like it's very generic. And I like, they like that last scene that Andy's talking about where they like, you know, where it's like scary because she isn't transforming into a bear. I feel like that's super forced and just for the dramatic effect. Like it didn't make any sense for like the, the magic to not have like kicked in at that point. Um, so I, I don't know. This movie just doesn't do much for me. It's kind of like, Kevin, but that's like the that's like the bomb going off with Mission Impossible Fallout, you know? No, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. But that's different. <laughs> like, I don't go to Mission Impossible to see emotional moments. I was happy there was sure. one there, but yeah. like, it's for me. This is weird that Pixar, like, this is movie number two, and I wasn't here last week to talk about Cars too, but it's one of those where it's like, huh, the heart just didn't feel like it was fully there, and it might have mm-hmm. been because they have a director change, but. The story just seemed really, really basic. And like, yeah, there's cute moments like the, you know, the, the when she's young, when the little kids are running around. But I, it, they just, it didn't, it didn't do a good job like getting my attention. I, f- I found this one actually kind of hard to watch just because it was like, all right. All right also boring. an hour and a half. I've seen though. Brother Bear. I've seen Brother Bear already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know what, what point you're trying brother to make bear. with that one, but <laughs> it's the same story. It just turns I, into a bear. Are you yeah, a brother bear, a bear fan? Yeah, aren't you? The ending of brother Love bear it. a lot stronger than the end of this piece of shit. You know what I'm I saying? Oh, it's a piece of shit now. Yeah, I hate it now. And he's fucking dumb. <laughs> Except for the, the the Wally thing, you nailed that. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, yeah, is well, his bear a brother of, in this? I don't understand. 
I guess where Kevin's at. Uh, I, I think that it this is a very it's a very good movie, and it just isn't a very good Pixar movie. And I I hope that I stop saying that sometime soon because it's like we went from just being like, damn, which one's number one? We need to fight about this to like, oh, okay, where in the lower parts of the rankings is this one right. going to fall? Where's but again. Go? I do think that this is a, a significant step up from Cars 2 in the sense that it doesn't have anything egregiously wrong with it. Like, it it works throughout the entire movie. I was engaged. An hour and a half's not bad. And, you know, we've said the words generic a couple times. And I think that, yeah, a lot of this is... I guess I never really thought that I wanted to see a Pixar's take on the Disney princess. And if we were to have that, I hope that it would have been a little bit more progressive and a little bit more interesting and... Uh, oh, remember fresh than what this movie ended up being which really if this was just oh this was a disney princess movie i'd be like okay like nothing about this screams pixar to me with the exception of the animation quality and the mm -hmm. the backgrounds and characters all the designs all of it it is gorgeous it is beautiful but you know especially around this time disney was also coming up and, and doing very very beautiful 3d animation as well uh i don't remember exactly when tangled came out but it was around this time and then they'd go on to do frozen etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. um but this feels more to me in that realm of movie than the rest of the Pixar ones. Um, I, I didn't really get emotionally attached to the characters and those moments. I, I bought it for making sense in terms of the plot. I'm with Kev that that final moment to try to like last ditch effort, get you to cry kind of felt like it was a last ditch effort trying to get you to cry. Uh, but I didn't find it egregiously bad. I was just kind of like, uh, eh, this is kind of taking me out instead of pulling me in. And that that's never a good thing with that type of movie. But I will say, for all the kind of genericness of it all, and like, okay, there's elements of Mulan, there's elements of Beauty and the Beast, there's elements of Aladdin. It's like, you can literally see a greatest hits best of the Disney princess 90s movies in this movie. As it goes on, the end scene, like the end fight scene with the mom fighting the, the, the bad bear and all that stuff and all the villagers around like kind of being involved. I was hyped, dude. I was in and I was like, hey, this movie did a good job to get me excited about this fight scene in a Pixar movie, which is, I think, a... Kudos to them for for managing that because I didn't really expect it. And you know, Merida going through and pulling the 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 bow and arrow to like pass the test for herself. So much of it is like you can call from a mile away. But I thought it was executed well. Where I was like, yeah, but that's what good storytelling is sometimes yeah. when it just works and makes sense. And I think this movie, for the most part, that's what that is. Um, but again, I feel like it's more Disney than Pixar, and take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I think I think it's it's difficult to kind of judge it, though, because going back to 2012, I think this would have made much more of an impact for me, like as far as the as far as their their level of progressiveness. Um, you know, obviously, like the, one of the biggest criticisms of early Disney princess work is that they always need a man. Like it's all about getting a man. Right. And so this is like one of the I don't know if it was one of the first movies, but it's one of the first ones that I can remember that's about saying, hey, no, I'm independent. I don't need that. That's not what defines me. I can go have, seek out my own fate and be my own person. But then you think about this and then you think about Frozen coming out a year later and you're like, oh, Frozen just seems like it's way, like way more of an interesting and way more of a unique take on 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 that genre than this is, uh, even though I do give them kudos for for broaching the topic and broken, broaching that subject matter. Yeah, I think the thing, I don't know if it's just like conditioning based off of other like Disney princess movies, but the fact that it didn't have music, like any sort of musical element, I think is kind of for me what made it feel like a little bit like lackluster. And I think that's just probably because that's the formula I'm used to of like, oh, if it's like some sort of princess movie, there's like a musical element to mm. it for the most part. Um, so without that, I felt like it was kind of missing something, but that doesn't mean that I guess they all have to have that.
Yeah. The thing I liked least about the movie was the mom as a bear. Between being a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what as it is. Because it's like the worst <laughs> part. Know, so much of it, like, I, I get what they were going for, but the mom as a bear, the rules they follow didn't always feel consistent. Right. And, and, and I feel like they never really fully uh, gave us cool uses of the mom losing control. Like, it always, I always kind of felt like we're in control. It's going to be okay. There was never a moment of actual fear of anyone's danger at mm-hmm. the, at the moments. And like, you know, there's the whole concept of like, man, the, the dad might have to go kill the mom. The That's mom, pretty yeah. intense. And like that, that moment did work for me, like I said earlier, but I think just throughout the rest of the movie, like when they're fishing together, the mom's always just like, <laughs> like her mom <laughs> wasn't acting like a human being in a bear. She acted a lot stupider. And I don't like when they do that to characters when they like, Clearly, it's supposed to be this human being's brain in a different body, but like because they're not speaking, they're now dumber than they used to be. And again, it just took me out of it, which I I, I feel like they were so close to nailing more often than not. Yeah, she definitely becomes a lot more cartoony when she's in bear form and when when they're sitting there having the little dinner and she's trying to eat the blueberries and then it's like those are poisonous and oh she becomes like very cartoony but i disagree i think the first time that she slips back to, into just full bear mm-hmm. and is looking at merida and you get that moment like oh fuck oh her the eyes look different now and suddenly she's pissed and she's about to swipe at her ass and then kind of like comes to i think that first moment worked really well um and i kind of wanted more of that that's what i'm saying though sorry i like the first time worked but there was no oh. scary time after that got it okay. like it was kind of they introduced this element and then didn't really do anything cool with it because it's like yeah that is a scary thing that your mom is like losing control of herself and could hurt you or the people yeah. around you but then it's like they never really go back to that yeah the second time it happens they are in the room already with her and the bear is more kind of frightened of her uh when the dad is looking for her you know there's that moment where they're in the room and she becomes full bear and then it's just kind of like i expected her to be mad i expected for her to say like why the fuck am i in this room i'm freaking out i'm gonna lash out and just kind of Mm -hmm. go crazy but it was more of you know what we always see when bears get really scared and people like stand up and yell at them or whatever (laughs) that's like the type of bear she became um but the animators did a great job i think of just sort of oh yeah like that's how that's it's how bears look good job animators yeah, I'm just I think just in general, like I, I'm just I found myself a lot more interested in her trying to compete for her own freedom and for her own freedom of choice than when the bear stuff kicked in. The bear stuff felt like very much like this is something that I would have seen in like the 90s and her like actually stepping up like and finding Freaky the Friday or something. Well, <laughs> you know, just it, it just seemed like to, to a lot of our points that it was just sort of a little bit more on the generic side, whereas you know, a princess competing for herself to be, you know, to be in, in charge of her own destiny um, and have her own independence because she's learned all these skills from her father is actually a pretty cool and compelling story. But that was over in, at like, you know, 15 or 20 minutes into the movie. She just cracks off the arrows hella, hella fast. And I was like, oh, I would have liked to have seen there be like a gauntlet of things she had to go through. And it, this movie be about that, because to me, that would have been like i think that's kind of cooler but i do like that i I like the idea that the mom they're thrust into this crazy situation so that they have to be see each other from in like in their own you know worlds basically and her mom comes around and then she comes around realizing she's been selfish even though i don't think she's being selfish at all she has that i mean she is a little selfish by poisoning her mom with the cake from a woman she just met but (laughs) at the same time it's like i don't i don't see the mom's perspective as much as i see her perspective which i think is maybe one of the bigger bigger falls of the film right because the mom's like hey you're gonna start a war if you don't get married but from our perspective living in you know 
you know, 2021 were like, well, but you shouldn't be forcing your daughter to marry anyone. Like this seems just completely and totally like back, you know, backward, which I know is sort of the point of it, but it, it's difficult to see the mom's perspective in it. It's tradition, I, man. See, I, I felt like to totally opposite as I was watching it. I was like, it's very clear that you need to like get married. You know, like, uh, I just thought that she was such a selfish character. It was hard to, I don't know, relate with her, I guess, where it was just kind of like, do your duty. Like, you are a, a princess. Damn, but like, that in line, Kevin with, says. Well, I mean, but like, the reality is that, like, her not falling in line means the possibility of these four clans going to war, right? And mm. that means a lot of death on every every side. And, like, that really sucks. So, I don't know. I felt like the entire time it's like, dude, she's being such a dick. And I know that at least part of that was that, like, you know, uh, it was meant to, for you to feel that way. Yeah, like, she was. She had to grow another, up as well. There was a big part that's, of that's like part of her character. Yeah, but then it like flips. It flips at the end where the mom is kind of like, oh, you can choose who you're gonna marry, and it's like, well, I mean, it's cool that everyone like agreed with that, but like that's not it's the just reality. Totally of life. fine with it, and no one had ever yeah. brought it up before. Yeah, yeah. like. The the speech that she gave, which was like pictionaried by the mom, like wasn't a good speech. It was just no, a, that me and Gia of, talked about that. It was a horrible speech, but it was an amazing funny. speech via charades. <laughs> like, yeah. Good for them. That, that was that's pretty good. eloquent. No, but you, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like that like that wasn't a good speech. Like at the end of that speech, I wasn't won over. Yeah, yeah. And right. like I and because of that, I didn't feel like any of the three like uh, clansmen leaders, Clans. which sounds weird, uh, mm. I, I don't mm. think they would have been moved either. So, I totally to me that was like, all right, this is such like Pixar being like, and then the problem was resolved, and it's just that's kind of a bummer. I, I totally agree with you. Where when they finally cut back to the three leaders, I was surprised to see them crying and emotionally moved. I was expecting like. No, what the fuck? Oh, there's a bear in here? Oh, shit. Like, that's what I, I kind of expected to happen. Mom is uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, I was totally not expecting to see them kind of tearing up. It's like, oh, you're telling us that this is emotional, but I'm not really feeling it. Um, Anyway, please tell us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. Rave. Andy, what's the quote again? If you could change your fate, would you? If you could change your fate, Tim, would you? Would you oh, have picked boy. a different person to do this synopsis? Oh, God, yes. I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> uh, we start at uh, Merida's birthday party, uh, which reminds me a lot of Andy's last birthday party, except I wasn't invited because Andy said I had other things to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Merida gives her dad... Or excuse me, Meredith's dad gives her a bow for her birthday so she can learn to shoot. Um, and, uh, you know, but her mom does not like that at all because, mm -mm. you know, she tries to go shoot and she loses her first arrow immediately in the forest when she goes to recover it. Uh, she spots a group of wisps, uh, which her mother tells her are that the will of the wisp will lead you to your fate. Um, and I go, do you mean destiny? And she's like, no, fate. And I'm like, that sounds negative <laughs> i would rather it just be destiny right? that sounds that a little scary positive. yeah <laughs> like whenever you say like suffer your fate you're yeah like, I don't negative know. connotation it, yeah it's bad maybe don't follow them and maybe for sure don't 
eat anything they give you. Uh, then they all get attacked by a really big old demon bear named Mordu. And Fergus makes a stand. Mordu. Mordu. So, um, so Eleanor and her daughter can ride away and he dies. Just kidding. He's not dead. He just got his, his foot eaten off. Uh, yeah. Meredith is now grown up and looking for her destiny. Some never find it, but are, there are some who are led. And then Meredith is all grown up, and she has to she has to tow the family line, even though her three little brothers can do whatever they want. Also, uh, that black bear attack turned out pretty okay. Fergus has a cool little uh, wooden foot now, and he's still kicking ass like he used to. Meredith's mom is super tough on her since she's the princess and must strive for perfection, but everyone uh, every once in a while... There's a day where she gets to just go be a princess. And we see her riding around with Hamish, who I already can tell I'm going to like because he's going to be a great character in this. Spoilers, he was not. Yeah. Um, and she's gotten way better at shooting arrows. She does that cool, cool force gauntlet thing where she rides around and shoots arrows at targets, just like the first 45 minutes of Zack Snyder's Just Sleep. And then oh, she right. climbs the crown's tooth and drinks from the firefalls. And then she also hangs out with her horse. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow, we called those the crown tooth and firefall. They're going to come back to play. Nope, they don't. So they die. This <laughs> horse, right? Like, I, I'm with you, Nick. I totally thought, of, here we go. Psychic <laughs> character. Going to yep. be fun. Going to, you know, whatever. No, not at all. However, I do love how much they just treated this horse like a dog. And mm -hmm. it's something I wouldn't have noticed because, like, I never had dogs growing up. I now have a dog. Mm -hmm. So the way this horse's little ears moved, depending on what she was saying, and when they're on the top of the cliff and there's grass and the horse goes down and starts rolling around, I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. I fucking when, love this horse. When the horse is freaking out when she's following the wisps and it's just like, mm -mm, no, I don't want to fucking go. so much. It's like, dude, do your job. Like, come here. Also, that's is a this this sale, sort of right? it's too big to actually ride in real life. Big ass head. I love the way Disney and Pixar make their horses look just fucking strong ass features, strong skulls. Um, is this the sequence where we hear John Ratzenberger? No, not yet. No. Oh, so right now, so uh, she comes back, tells your dad all about it. And he's because we should have ranked the rats it. is what we should have done. Oh, that been smart. Fuck. Um, of course, her mom does not like. <laughs> We can't do it now. We could do it now, actually. I mean, Wally's going to be the morning, actually, it's speaking parts late. of that. Too late. Um, it's, let's see. Uh, of course, her mom is not excited that she's uh, doing all this extracurricular activity, even though her dad secretly likes it. Her mom really hates that she uses weapons and knows uh, how to fight, but her dad's all about that. And then the letters arrive. Eleanor gets letters from uh, the, the heads of the other clans. They've all accepted Fergus's bid of betrothal for the princess. And Merida's like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of this before in my life. And I'm like... What do you got? You got that you much probably going on? Weren't listening. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, someone must have mentioned this to you before on. this day, right? Yeah. Teenagers. Am I right, Joey? Mm -hmm. Kill yeah. them all. Um, oh, maybe <laughs> I, don't, I don't sign up on that one. Yeah, right, Joey? Joey. Come on. <laughs> oh, stupid middle parts and baggy jeans. This is the 90s all over again? What's happening? <laughs> Fucking flannel comes back. I'm swallowing myself. Uh, they all. Did it ever come leave? No, you're swallowing much. yourself. What does that mean? I was going to say swallow my own on. flannel. I was going to say swallow some flannel, but I don't then like. It's I don't like. Nick, I don't like anything you're saying today. I'm being honest. Yeah, let's just go. Kevin on. wears a lot of flannel. Kevin, bring your flannel over to me. We'll have a little flannel party. <laughs> Stick it we'll in my just mouth. Just wear flannel. Only flannel. <laughs> Stick it in my mouth. Anyway, they all come to compete uh, in the games for her hand in marriage, but Merida protests. This is what we have been preparing you for your whole life, says Eleanor. She says, no, this is what you've been preparing me for my whole life. And Eleanor is like, yes, that is exactly what I just said. And she's like, what? And she goes, I want to go climb rocks and make bows and shit. I'm out. Uh, Eleanor tells Merida, the legend of the prince who wanted to follow his own path and ended up bringing the whole kingdom to ruin, which is a very popular legend, apparently, and another one that Merida has never heard of. Apparently, she does not pay attention yeah. to anything that's being told her. <laughs> Fergus tells Eleanor to practice talking to him they, the, the, because Eleanor and her daughter are not... Uh, 
conversating correctly, conversing, conversing correctly. Conversing. So uh, she, he says, why don't you practice on me? And this is a really cool scene, a great way to edit this, where she's practicing on him and then Meredith's talking to herself, but she's really talking to her mom. And then they cut the scene so that they're both talking to each other. Uh, and here I just say shout out to Emma Thompson, Kelly McDonald, and Billy Connolly, who are all very, very well cast in this movie. Yeah. Uh, of course, neither mother nor daughter are really listening to each other. So the next day they prepare Merida for the suitors. Uh, good, Some good visual storytelling here where uh, Eleanor helps Merida get dressed in a very overly constraining dress that she can barely move in. Uh, and they also, the last bit of it is to uh, contain her wild flowing hair. Uh, John Ratzenberger announces the arrival of the clans uh, for the presentation of the suitors. We get Clan McIntosh, Clan McGuffin, and Clan Dingwell. I'll be honest with you guys right now. I'm a hundred percent clan Dingwall fan. I love this guy. <laughs> These cats have my kind of energy, Andy. Uh, Wait, which, and then somebody, so which one is the Lord Dingwall? The wiry one with the little kid who's like kind of puddly, weirdo kid. Yeah, I just like the dad man. He's got crazy hair. He's skinny. Oh, the one without a chin. The chinless people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was Hagrid. Was the voice right? Oh, uh, was that really? Ronnie Coltrane? Cool, yeah, That's I awesome. Pulled up. Wow. Wow. Uh, somebody tells old man Dingwall he's full of shit and a fight breaks out. Eleanor has to step in and be the adult. Uh, she breaks Wait, it down. Wait, did they say shit? No, I just, no. He, they oh, just okay. called, I just called like, him out yeah. on some stuff. Wow. He said, I, he said, my son's like done this, all this stuff. And, uh, everyone's like, that's bullshit. And then they all start fighting. Cause they all, they're all like lying I mean, about what they're His was really kids obscene. Done. Like his, well, all of them were absurd. Yeah. These kids are like 15. They haven't done any of this shit. And there's that um, one like super uh shitty dude the one who yells when he misses the arrow yeah what a baby roid rage that's i how funny Uh, was that they fully committed to the one that i i don't know if he was speaking just gibberish or if they were like yeah he was i think it's like gaelic or something no the misunderstood dialect that young mcguffin speaks is called doric it's spoken in northeastern scotland including kevin mckid the voice actor's hometown of elgin okay but like the oh. fact that they committed it to the entire time, I thought was <laughs> really a choice. You know, it was fun. Really, uh, just like the water boys, uh, um, in the water boy character in the water Bobby boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's great. We we'll play Sean Hunter's dad in Boy Meets World. And another uh, thing is like the boys don't talk in this at all. The three kids. Yeah, Blake I, Williams. Was, uh, I think his name is Blake Williams. Call. By the way, that's that actor's name. Mm. The, the, I think it's Sean Hunter's I'm dad. Look that up. Yeah. Who Blake, Blake Williams? Williams? Let me just Google Williams. Sean Hunter's dad. What an episode, that is not right, him at guys? All. That is not him at all. Remember when he uh, died? Right. Jesus. Oh, <gasps> my God. Cut the name of that actor. Time. I want to know what that, that guy's name is. If you put um, Sean Hunter in today's day and age, he'd be a TikTok star. I got the hair part oh my in the gosh. middle. Got the baggy 100%. clothes. 100%. Yeah. A few little dances. Yeah. He'd be sad. I still have no clue who Nick is looking up. I have oh, the guy like, Oh, the water boy, what a water boy, Blake Clark. Excuse me. That's his name. There you go. Farmer Fran. (laughs) That's what we're calling Fran from now on. (laughs) All right. Anyway, Eleanor breaks it down to everyone by the rights of their heritage. Only the firstborn of each of the great leaders may compete for the hand of the princess. They must prove their worth by feats of strength or arms, which the princess herself will choose. Uh, Merida gets a very good idea. She pops up and screams archery. I choose archery. And so next I day, show up. So I can show these fools up. And fucking dude. show up, bro. Yeah. Uh, just like we just like we showed up dodgeball today. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? That's great. Yeah. Cool. Nobody has any reference for what we're talking about. Yeah. It'll, it'll post yeah. it. <laughs> hey, again, this Overall is one of those situations that in, in real life, it, it like just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> like, oh, I life. know. I'll compete, and then I'll just win, and like whoever wins, that's it. It's like that's not how it works. You're like I mean, you would be disqualified for not being able to compete. 
Why can't she compete? She's I mean, look, uh, Kevin, I don't, I, I, I think it's not to show and to actually be realistic with that I'm competing. It's more of just a statement and to say, yeah, it's the statement look, I'm better than all these this. fucking guys. I don't need them. Correct. Like, let's say, like, fuck the old ways. Like, she's not actually expecting a judge to be like, you know what? Not you actually going to marry free. herself. Yeah. Right. I would she's just saying, that. fuck this noise. Fuck <laughs> tradition. Uh, the archery competition kicks off and all the competitors eat it, except for Clan Dingwall, who accidentally hits the target. <laughs> to show his support, old man Dingwall shows his ass to everyone. But great uh, animation work on the arrow, just like... Mm -hmm. I just kind of cuts cock eyes. <laughs> it's very it's good. Almost, so much um, more than, than his ass. Like, he shows everything. Oh, he yeah, shows you saw balls. Yeah, like, that is a balls move right there. He gave him all the goat. Some uh -huh. back balls, some ass bush, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Merida takes matters <laughs> to her own <laughs> oh, the plate. Oh, God. He simultaneously got us all, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a record. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I know that's true for me for sure. Spanish did not go well at all. Now, thanks to Babbel, the number one selling language learning app, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Greg Miller's been doing this, trying to learn a little bit more French to be able to communicate with Jen and the family. Hopefully, you know, soon he'll be able to go see him again and they'll be able to talk and he'll be able to show off all the words that he learned uh, using Babbel. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language language on the go. Uh, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things that you'll actually get to use in everyday life. That's key. Uh, plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Uh, start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING. Babbel.com code morning for an extra three months free language for life. Might as well. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat it. It happened. You know, we're moving away. We're going to move away quickly and honorably. Isn't that right, Dick Scarpino? I apologize. All right. <laughs> So, uh, so she Merida takes matters in her own hands and steps up to the plate. Uh, she plants their clan flag, her family's flag, in the ground and tells everyone she'll be competing for her own ass hand, her own damn hand. Uh, but that dress they have her in uh, won't allow her to draw the bow back, so she hulks out and busts out of it. Fucking this is, really cool. this is a great idea. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> let it go. We can move on. Dude. We can move on. Let him, let him get let him get there. Dude. Let him get there. I'm done. I'm done. It's hot here. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh my god. I can't do my stomach hurts so bad. I can't also, say I've known uh, Nick for a good percentage of my life at this point. Uh, I've also like Looked up so many things in my life that I shouldn't have looked up. I have never even thought of the concept of ass bush. <laughs> uh, 
That's, that's oh. how you know Tim's not Italian, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Tim's just not looking at the right places. Yeah. Um, okay. Oof. All right, we'll get it together. <laughs> also, Tim is Italian. Okay. I don't know that we can recover. Not enough. He's more Irish. <laughs> no hair on his butt. Just totally not. No wow. I've seen that's it. Impressive. Yeah. None of, it really so is. much of this is not true. But that's you know not what? True I've seen what it, is it isn't true? <laughs> you guys can decide for yourself. Nick, let's keep going with the uh, brave. Uh, Disney so... Pixar is brave. <laughs> <laughs> no more butt push talk. No more. <laughs> all right. Uh, she, of course, hits all three bullseyes with ease, the third of which splits the Dingwall arrow right down the center, and it's really, really cool. Yeah. It's not possible. But of course, it's uh, the moment is cut short when Lady Eleanor stomps over and is not happy. She drags her daughter back into a room and they argue. Uh, Eleanor wants her to stop acting like a child. What she did could have started a war. Merida fires back. She wants her mother to stop trying to make her into something she isn't. The fight ends with Merida splitting their family tapestry in two and Eleanor throwing Merida's bow into the fire. Uh, and then when once Merida stomps out, Lady Eleanor realizes she's gone a little too far and fishes the bow out of the fire. Uh, Merida takes off. On her trusty steed, Hamish, who I swear to God, at this point, I'm like, cool, they're going to have a great couple scenes together. No, nope, he just go has, goes ahead and throws her when they I'll reach you, this, like, sacred area. I'll tell you what I thought was going to happen. Like, I was like, oh, Pixar's going to go for absolute tragedy here. The fire's going to, or, you know, the, the bow, she's going to try to fish out the bow, and then, like, fire's going to catch in the room, and her mom's going to die, and it's going to be, like, Merida's sort of, like, cross mm-hmm. the bear. I thought they were going to go full tragedy with this shit. Wow. Um, And I'm kind of sad they didn't. Honestly, yeah, I would have rather so. had Come on, guys. dead mom compared to like bear mom. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to get bear mom for and the Nick, next hour. Nick, just to correct something, just because the comments will. The horse's name is Angus. Oh, I thought it was Hamish. That's one of the brothers. Ah, wow. That's why. So I wrote Angus mm-hmm. at first, and then someone called someone that. Hamish, and now I have it as Hamish. So we're going to find, I'll, I'll figure, I'll find and replace that in my brain. Just like I did. We'll see how uh, that works. The relatives from Mortal Kombat. I got right. it, guys. Where every single it. time you kept making fun of them because you made a mistake. Yeah. Deal trap yeah. here. It was his great uncle's father's cobbler in uh, in Mortal Kombat. Did anybody mm-hmm. notice the way they shot the arrows was really fucking weird? They, they, no. like, I don't... It zoomed in on one time. So they had their hand here. The bow is coming out this way. And they put the arrow so it would go diagonal. Which is fucking. That's not how you shoot an arrow. You want it straight. You want it on this side of the bow, not that side. Anyway, I'm sure they did their research, Kevin. It, I mean, you never shot a bow and arrow. Come on, Andy. <laughs> you have it on the side of your, as the same side as your hand, right? You have it on the inside. Yeah, you, it has to sit on your on this part of your hand, right? Oh. Yeah, you would have it here so you can aim down at like. Oh, your yeah, trying, Kevin is trying to, to emulate bow and arrow. Figure it out. No, fuck the, the, feather would hit, the feather would hit your hand right here. Yeah, the that feather would hit. Hand. No, it's on the That's other side. That's why they wear the little leather glove. No, it's not why you wear the little so leather glove. So when it whips, when the bow you hits, you wear the it, little leather glove on your hand that holds the 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 so thing you back. Can grab cold so your finger holds yeah. it. So it's so that nerd shit. No, nerd shit. Nerd shit with. It's so that when you. Another it's so that when here. you go to bowl the ball, it keeps your wrist straight, and it keeps your wrist straight <laughs> down the aisle. No, that's you. You wear the the, the glove on the strike. side. Is I so used to. You wear the pads you. on your knees, so that when you skid around in the inline skates, you don't hurt your knees. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I hate you. <laughs> Keep going, Nick. Yeah. Ah, man, Merida spots a wisp who leads her to the old lady's woodworking shop that kind of reminds me of places in the mountains that have really good fudge. Uh, She can't understand why the wisp would lead her here until she spots a broom sweeping itself and a crow that can talk. The old lady is a witch. She goes, I'm not a witch. 
There's just too many unsatisfied customers, which I think is a Yelp joke, and that's hilarious. Uh, the witch tells her to leave unless she buys something, so Merida agrees to take the whole lot, uh, along with one spell to change her mom, which will change her fate. Would you? Merida... What's that? No, I just said witch. Because you said change your oh, feet. Would I apologize. Would you? Would you? I'm going to stop you here, though, Nick, because I feel yeah. like this is a perfect place to install the Pixar theory with the nanobiologist. Mm. There's a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big deep dive red string everywhere theory for where Brave fits into the big picture. Kev, I sent assets a picture. If you could bring that up, please. Uh, yeah, hold on. And also, yeah, you, the, you guys are right about the arrow, my bad. But Nick's really wrong about what the about, thing. What about bowling? This one what? really establishes the power of emotions. Love is the only way to cure a powerful curse that clearly, if done correctly, could doom someone to the life of being an animal. Second, let's take a close look at the wood carver. Attached is one of her carvings. Kevin's about to bring it up now. Uh, the, the figure on one of the wood carvings looks very familiar. I'll let let it come up so you guys can see I who know, it is give yourselves. Me one second. But isn't it strange that the woodcarver's magic also revolves around doors to a degree? Opening one door leads to her shop. Another leads to her witch's den. Now, who knows about the power of doors and the man oh, in this picture? Jesus Christ. Oh. Sully. Oh, Sully. Sullivan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sullivan. Sullivan P. Johnson the answer Sullivan. is Boo. In this theory, it's believed that Boo's second encounter with Sully after he repairs her door basically takes over her life. It's what drives her to find her old friend. So much so, she finds out the power of doors, but it takes her several hundred years into the past where she is trapped. This is where I, I don't really start believing this theory. I like no, it, it, but it what the good. fuck? Just keep, keep going. You're doing great. She continues to research the power of emotion and becomes a witch in that world, helping people as needed while not fully understanding what's going on, while still hoping to one day meet her old friend. In the grand scheme of things, Brave can be seen as a sequel to Monsters, Inc. for that reason, while also being one of the first entries of the entire Pixar theory universe. I doubt so. it. <laughs> she's all, I mean, she's also so obsessed wait, with bears. So you're saying that Boo is the witch? <clears throat> yeah. When did Boo get all how these magical she powers? powers? Like, uh, she somehow figured out how to go back in time. By, with the door by accident. I was the fuck up. Got stuck there. Understands that science, you know, like doors can be go far here. seemingly mm -hmm. magical. Indeed, go far. Sure. Uh, and, and because of that, she like learns science or being magic. magic. Yeah. Sure. Makes it, makes, sense. it all makes sense, guys. She just mm -hmm. learns magic. Okay. I mean, the thing is, like, when you look at their character designs, like they have similar eye color. There's a couple things where it's like, it could be, or it could be a crock of shit. Back to the plot. And it's a crock of shit because Boo would never go out like that. Yeah. Um, the witch tells her to leave unless she's buying something. So Mary's like, I'll buy everything. I just need a, a spell that will change What's my mom's mind so that it will change my fate. So Merida gives her her medallion as payment and asks if the witch has ever done something like this before. And she says, I have done this. And she tells her story of a man who wanted the same deal in exchange for the strength of 10 men. Quote, he made off with an especially attractive mahogany cheese board. Uh, Boo. Oh, I'm sorry. The witch's name is Boo, right? That makes sense. Boo conjures up a cake, uh, which should take an uh, effect within a fortnight. But there's one thing about the spell she forgot to tell Merida uh, when Merida turns to ask her what it is. The witch and her houses are gone. Uh, her house what a terrible gone. feeling. Mm. And so that's the point where I'd be like this. Yeah. You should probably hold off on this whole cake. Yeah. Thing yeah. Until you yeah. Get that last yeah. little bit piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? Also, also maybe we should feed this questions. to Angus and see what happens first, right? Like maybe don't feed this to your mother because you just met this witch five minutes ago. 
Uh, anyway, nope, straight home. Eleanor is overjoyed to find Merida home safe and sound, but a decision has to be made. She's still all about that wedding. So Merida gives her mother the cake, which tastes like crap and makes her sick. And at this point, I'd be like, wow, did I just kill my mom? Because she yeah, looks really worse for the wedding. Right. But instead, <clears throat> Merida just keeps asking her, how do you feel about the wedding now? How do you feel about the wedding now? Meanwhile, Eleanor just vomiting blood everywhere. Like, Shut this up is with that what question. I'm dying here. We have bigger fish to fry now. Namely, yeah. I'm going to die. Um, she takes her mom up to bed and she immediately turns into I'm a becoming bear. a bear. I'm getting, I'm growing ass bush. <laughs> we need to retire it. <laughs> Put it in a motion to retry, retire the ash bush. I can't even say it. Motion ash denied. Bush. I say we double down. Andy, Nick. Ash bush, man. This is a ass bush family household. Uh, let's see. She immediately turns into a bear. And this is the part where I was like, I did not see this coming. I had no idea this, like, this was about this. There you go. Um, uh, and then she says, oh, that staffy witch gave me a gammy spell. And I was like, huh, I actually like that they kind of commit to the vernacular of the time and don't expect the audience to have any understanding what you're saying other than uh, the general sentiment which gets across. Yeah, yeah. Um, context yeah. clues. You yeah. hear yeah. gammy spell, it's a bad spell. Yeah. Shitty spell. Like, goofy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, I didn't ask for her to change you into a bear. I just wanted her to change you. And her mom's like, what did you do to me? We're her killing you. Like, We're going to kill you and start over. We got three princes. Exactly. Uh, downstairs, Furnace. Tim the Tap, or not Tim the Tool Man. Tim the Tap Man. Fergus smells a bear downstairs and leads everyone on a hunt around the castle. It cuts to her mom yelling Which at her, but she can't understand what she's saying because she's a bear. Right? It's funny. What do you mean? It's like he just fucking feels that a bear has like is near them. Guys, well, the smell. Didn't he hear? You mean, I think it was smell, but I could be, I don't know. I just put smell on there, so I'm just going with what I It's thought. also one of those things where, like, when I enter a room and if there's a TV on but the screen is black, I know you that the TV's the on. Yeah. I mm. can feel it. So I think he sort of had this, like, but that's not, not only anymore, was the bear right? roaring kind of, like, beneath the chaos that was happening downstairs with that big old uh, party, but I think he just felt the presence and Wait, kind of, Andy, like, there's a bear somewhere here. When you were young, would you watch TV when you're not allowed to? And then you'd turn it off when your parents got home. And then you'd be like, oh, fuck, hold on. And then you swipe your hand all against it, get rid of the static. And the static, be, yeah. And then you'd be like, fine, now no one's going to know. No one's going to know. But then your parents that's, come in. That's the most scientific put their hand I've on the ever top felt. Of the back of it. And they're like, it's still fucking warm, you long it's piece warm. of shit. <laughs> I didn't I know. I never really had those <laughs> interactions. Kevin's mom yeah, would be like, busted in the room, kicking the door down, like, are you watching fucking TV? Let me put my hand on it. <laughs> this shit is 10 degrees too hot. <laughs> uh, let's see. It cuts over to Tim Mother Young. She's like, like he's not she's a bear. kicking the door in. Oh, I man. I imagine her the, running in with that wooden spoon. Mm-mm. Dude, the feeling. Of the door closed, but you just knowing that the mom's going to come through the door at any second is the most anxiety-inducing thing ever and perfectly sums up my childhood. Mm-hmm. Gotta uh, say, anyway. man, the difference between zero volume and one volume, way too much. Way too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Gradations. Uh, she tries to go back downstairs, but Merida tells, knows that Fergus, if he finds her, will kill her. So Merida and her mom get separated. Merida finds her... Uh, the, the bear with the princess and strikes a deal with her to do uh, for the for the kids to help her get their mom out of the castle. They use theatricality and deception to do so uh, to throw the hunting party off their scent. And man, these kids really get creative with these roasted chickens. And you start to wonder, like, how how does the dad let them do this? 
they sneak out the back door of the kitchen, and Merida tells the princes to help ourselves to anything they want as reward. Again, Merida, maybe before you can be responsible for yourself, you should stop leaving poison cakes all over the place. I digress. You got some stuff to learn, kiddo. Uh, the boys spot the witch's cake, of course, and head straight for it. Back in the forest, Merida can't find the witch's cabin, so her and her mother take uh, her, she lets her mother take the lead, and they end up finding it. When they look inside, it's empty. I love this scene. This is where they really? rock the cauldron and a pre-taped message, like a voicemail comes up and says hit. It's, but instead of yeah. hitting one and two for the messages, it's poor witch violin. I was like, that's so creative. <laughs> uh, of course she does. And uh, she says, if you're the redheaded girl, uh, pour in the red vial. And so Merida does so. And, and uh, a message pops that says, fate be changed. Look inside. Mend the bonds torn by pride. Um, and Because oh, who knows what way, other shit this witch has been up to in other... Dimensions. I want to know what the other options are after Mary. Yeah. Like but how I mean, many other like, poison cakes should make it? This this was clearly that's what you hear about. That's where like a uh, Mister Incredible is pops up too. You know. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should after this is all done and we have our arrows and stuff, we should go hunt this witch down because she's dangerous. I'm just yeah. putting it out there. She's out there turning people into bears. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine if left unchecked, everyone's gonna be bears in the world? It's only Monday, Nick. It's only Monday. <laughs> uh, she gives her the other piece of the pie of our no pun intended. The effects of this will permanently uh, will take play, take over permanently by the second time. sunrise, unless you remember these words. Uh, fate be changed. Look inside. Mend the bonds torn by pride. And she doesn't know what the hell. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, Merida tries to use the rest of the vials uh, to see if there's anything on them that she can help. It ends up blowing up the whole joint. Uh, so they take shelter that night. She makes a little shelter for her mom so they can get some sleep and sort this whole mess out in the morning when they wake up. And before that, Merida has a dream of her mother comforting her when she was a young girl. It was very, very, very um, heartfelt and touching. Uh, she wakes up to find her mother has prepared breakfast for her, uh, but the breakfast is comprised of poisonous berries and warm water. So Merida, uh, t- when she's done throwing up, takes her down to the creek to catch some fish using her arrow. Uh, and this is the first kind of hint we get of her mother sort of seeing who her daughter really is. Um, uh, she kind of, but then of course Merida kind of throws it back in her face after she catches it, and she says, uh, "A princess shouldn't use weapons, right?" Uh, and it kind of like you know uh, you're, you shouldn't trick your mom into eating poisonous cake, right? That's what I would have said if I were the mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we, are mm-hmm. we throwing things in mm-hmm. each other's faces right now? Because like, because yeah. like in the scale of shit that we're gonna bring up when someone's had a little too much of lemon cello at Christmas Eve dinner, uh, uh, me I'm a trying bear. to get you married off versus you almost turning me to a bear. Forever. Not equal. <laughs> not equal. Holy I'm a bear. Okay. All yeah. right. Jesus. And also, Kevin, I'm kind of kind of surprised. Too, that this is only a thousand strands of hair, right? Yeah. That's Pearls. what I'm saying. It's like, like, yeah, of maybe, yeah. I count at least 74 million. Like, Whoa, just on my own damn, hands. just to, with your eyeballs, yeah, just with my eyeballs. It looks cool. real good, it looks so impressive, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, and I love the physics of it all, too. It all looks amazing, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Then, let's see, we get a montage of them playing in the river and eating salmon. You're like, okay, well, I guess they're starting to bond finally. Uh, it ends with her mother walking away without her crown, and but Mara tries to stop her. Her mother almost tears her limb from limb, but snaps out of it, thankfully, at the last second. She says, you've changed like you were a bear on the inside. Um, and her mom's like, yeah, I'm also, thanks to you, a bear on the outside. So again, yeah. three Christmases from now, mom's going to have a little hooch and we'll fucking give it up. to you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the wisps show up again to light the way. 
Uh, they spot a wisp and Elder chases it down like a cat, a laser pointer. Uh, but Meredith tells her to calm down, calms her, and then they light up to show the way. Uh, they reach the end of the trail to discover a burned down castle with the same crest as the one from the coin that the kid gave the witch in exchange for the cheese board. Meredith falls to the ceiling into the throne room and realizes that this is the remnant of the castle. Breaks her back. She's stuck down there forever. Snapped. And her mom's like, well, I have to eat you now. Otherwise, this meat will go to waste. And this is nature's calling. Or else Mordu will Mordu. Do it again, Andy. Mordu. Mordu. I like it. So cute. Uh, of course, this you realize his jaw come out so far when he says Mordu. it. Mordu. That's how you have to do it. That's how you have to do it. Ask anyone who's Scottish that that's how they talk. That's why Ask they all have Joey. lower jaw problems. Mm-hmm. They work through their lower jaws. Got to get a new one by the age of 20. Yeah. Uh, this is the throne room from the ruined castle from the legend of the prince that wanted all that power. And she says the spell had happened here before the prince who decided who just defied his family uh, and brought ruin to their kingdom has become more due. In fact, he got the strength of 10 men, but in the form of a bear. And apparently this witch, when she went to her grad school, studied just exclusively just bear. in bear. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because she couldn't think of it. I mean, elephant, strength of 10 minutes. I picture her at the high school reunion, like, oh, so any other spells? Oh, I did a, did a bear. Like, oh, really? That's like mm. your fourth one. Uh, did a bear in high school. You're, you're only didn't... doing bears now or yeah. exclusively? You got a contract? <laughs> like, nah, it's kind of all I know. <laughs> but it's shout never... out to the Pixar designers for making Mordu look as disgusting and terrifying battle hardened as well, he is because this dude has like no fur on his back bunch of arrows just stuck in his back his fucking what? like skin looks all beaten down and shit i don't understand why he had to also become immortal immortal you know? Yeah, that's that's the curse, man. You gotta. This you is gotta... the part of the movie that like really is lacking for me of just <clears throat> all of the print stuff i feel like is like kind of unnecessary i don't know mm-hmm. um i think because do we ever because he's not one of like the clan the four clans that they're no. running, I mean, right but no he, or he was, is because there was four he's corners four. so I, oh but it, then like weird. he just disappears and, and the clan become, kept like, going a factor i guess anymore. yeah well, I thought, I but the the it's weird that it's not tied to one of them right because right. he tried I mean, to change his feet you know he looked like the black haired dudes right C- solely because he had black maybe hair. Yeah, I don't know. My read on it was that it was a there was the fourth clan, but then the the bear clan kind of like took the place of that fourth clan after clan. it. They like the the fa- Meredith family. Yeah, I thought there were only four clans, and Meredith family was the fourth. I thought the king was the fourth clan, but I don't. I thought this was an, a, a like it was so long ago. It was it was legend. It's legend now because nobody really knows about it. I mean, it was by the way. The, was... the chessboard stuff, I thought was really cool. Like having like her tell the story with the chess pieces when it started, I was like, this is the most trite thing ever. But when they put the balancing of it, the board and it pulled it out and it all fell, I was like, okay, that was fucking sick. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, they barely escape Mordor. And then she realizes, she says, mend the bond that torn <laughs> my pride. Mordor. Sorry. Mordor. Uh, Sauron. Uh, the witch gave us the answer. Mend the tapestry, she realizes, because she saw another tapestry mm, that was broken so in the throne room and realized it. Uh, they sneak back into the castle by ripping off a gate and discover all four clans at war in the dining hall. Meredith tells her mom she has to... Sp- like uh, she. Uh, I know, that's fun. That made it look kind of fun, right? Like, they're not yeah. really trying to hurt each other. Food fight kind of stuff. It's like my brother and I used to play forts, and one of us accidentally took a bucket of Legos and threw it through the wall. <laughs> my parents were not It was happy. like the paintball episode of the community, kind of. But like oh in God, reality, they a bunch of them would have been dead, and it would have all been Meredith's fault, right? Her selfishness Meredith. would have led. Explain. Everyone yeah, should blame I think Meredith. So. 
I think at the end of the day, they all just really liked each other, and all they needed to do was have a quick combo. Could have been solved. Um, no, I mean, again, at the end of the day, the problem just fixes itself for convenience sakes. Right? No, someone, someone, someone does some charades. We're getting there right now. We're here right someone now. Someone does some charades. Uh, Meredith tells <laughs> her, listen, you can't go in there. What happens. She says, listen, you can't go in there because they're going to spot you. And if they see a bear, they're going to kill you. So Eleanor tells her the responsibility is now on her shoulders. Uh, Meredith walks into the dining hall and lays down the law as Eleanor sneaks around the back to the staircase. Uh, McIntosh turns and spots her, but she freezes, pretending to be a stuffed bear, and I giggle. Uh, Merida makes an impassioned speech telling everyone that the clans helped by her mom was doing like the, the I la- charades. I laughed so hard. And like, it's not, it wasn't all the other ra- random charades that she was doing, but just like the, where she looks at Merida and she's like, like, go, go fucking like do that shit. It's just the way she waved her hand. I was like, oh, it's freaking cute. It's adorable. It's but cute. also how do you not smell the bear in there? It's a lot of bear. Well, cause he has to have a lot of bear smell man bear. in there. Oh, and there's a lot of man that hasn't probably showered ever. And so, and you know they're wearing kilts too, so it's all the smells just yeah, sure, out but, everywhere. But, but King, you know, Daddy King, you know, was able to smell the bear upstairs. How do you not smell it right. in the own room you're in? You know, do you know think it's a clean bear that night? Well, they were in the they were in the river that's earlier true. that day. Yeah, so but did, so off. yeah, that, that's a good thing, right? That's going to help the bear smell less good or point. more. That's a good I would point. imagine so. But they also eat salmon, so it's probably an overwhelming smell of Delicious. salmon. I also want to point out in this sequence, oh. just Joey's gone. Joey's gone. I want to point out in this sequence just how completely. How completely out of place that one giant hulking of a man looks amongst the group of people where they all look so cartoonishly. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the uh, the group no, of yeah, people the... Uh, with the, the, the shitty little blonde kid. Oh, that, that one shot homie who's like huge. Yeah, but they have the one dude in the group that looks like he's yeah. in the wrong movie. <laughs> well, he's also standing in the wrong spot. It's just like Meredith, Meredith was kind of like, all right, like. I'm feeling this one. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, it's the guy behind him. I was like, okay, well, why was he standing there? Well, these like, chinless kids. Know your fucking place. <laughs> these is chinless kids. Right? Like, the, there's the chinless <laughs> family. That was like their deal. Yeah. That was that the was their... Do you think man, Joey's coming I, I back or should I prep nah, another? She's gone. That's a good setup. question. While you do that, I'll continue. I know how one selfish act can turn a kingdom. Her mom stops her, stops to listen to her daughter and then helps her out. Uh, she says, uh, uh, she wants to reunite, re, she, you, excuse me. She reunites all the clans by reminding them that they once risked everything for each other. It was an alliance forged in bravery and friendship. She says, but I was selfish and I know I must mend our bond. Uh, Meritor decides uh, to do what's right, but her mother stops her and pantomimes her for her to break tradition. She pantomimes, she's like, charades. My mother's, oh, the queen feels that in her heart, that will be free to write. We should be free to write our own story, follow our hearts, and find love in our own time. And all the other kids are like, "Yeah, that sounds cool. I like that." Uh, Merida turns the question to the Lord: Should the young people get to choose their own feet? And all the free, uh, all the kids are like, "Agree." So the Lords all agree, and everything's fine. And then uh, one of the Dinwalds almost discovers Eleanor, but Merida makes them think fast, thinks fast, and points them all down to the king's private reserve of ale. And they all go down and get get hammered. Uh, they head up. To the, the tapestry, like, Eleanor. Hey, get the, get the small glasses. Yeah, get them the small <laughs> yeah, glasses. Very funny. Small glasses. <laughs> Good touch. My private shit. Uh, they head up to the tap to Merida's room where the tapestry is, but Eleanor turns back into a bear to make matters worse. Fergus discovers Eleanor's torn clothes and goes on a warpath. Uh, he barges in and discovers Eleanor there with Merida and uh, immediately springs into action. Merida gets cut in the process, but and she tries to scream to her dad to explain that it's her mother, but he doesn't believe her. Uh, Eleanor splits with the rest of the clan on her tail while Merida tries to convince her father of the truth. Uh, but Fergus is just enraged, so he locks her in the room and joins the hunt uh, and tells Maud the maid to not let her out. Now, Maud, not the brightest bulb on the strand here, right? 
Uh, and she's about, but I mean, even if she were a super genius, I don't think she could ever prepare for what comes next. Uh, Merida calls uh, for help. Uh, and luckily the princes heed that call. Unluckily, they've all turned into cute little fluffy bears and it doesn't so seem to bother cute. them at all. They're so, They're so cute. cute. <laughs> 10 out of 10 design. <laughs> they chase Maude into the kitchen and then they somehow become the aliens from Galaxy Quest and eat her face off. Uh, and then one of them dives into her bosom to get the key. What a uh, fantastically animated thing. The the whole setup of the way. her counting the one, two, mm-hmm. and it cuts and he's just up there and he's he does there. the beautiful like swan dive. Swan dive. Oh my god, great. Uh let's see. I love that the next scene you see of him is just the key. <laughs> like yeah. the, the motion making, of the making the little cub so sounds too. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh Meredith rides off after her mother with the tapestry and as she starts mending it as she's going, and her brothers are also in tow. Uh, the hunting party corners Eleanor at the Stonehenge site. Merida finishes mending the tapestry, and the wisps reappear to show her the way to Mordu. Uh, excuse me, the way as Mordu appears in the shadows behind her. Fergus raises his sword to finish off Eleanor, but Merida shoots an arrow and knocks that sword right out of his hand. Uh, and she rolls in with a sword of her own and defends uh, her mother. The boys tackle Fergus, and he starts to get the picture, but he's like, "I don't know what the hell's going on." Of course, the scene is interrupted when Mordu attacks. Eleanor breaks free to defend her family, and she and Mordu duke it out. Eleanor spots a weak point one of the stone statues uh, and uses it to bring that damn thing down on Mordu. Good boss fight mechanic right there. It's really cool. Uh, Of course, kills the beast and frees the soul inside uh, from his imprisoned spell. Uh, The second sunrise peeks over the horizon, and Merida covers her mom with a tapestry, but nothing happens. Eleanor's eyes go full bare, and Merida breaks down in tears and hugs her mom. Uh, And now, Kevin, I want a pet bear. Uh, you've always, she says, very quote, dangerous. You can't have one. You've all, yeah, but you keep them small. Don't feed you them that much. You can't have it. Don't feed them that much. I you do like though when, when, when the ghost, and then they're just a hungry prince, bear, Nick. That when the ghost prince pops hungry? out, uh, and he just kind of like little nod, like, why were you mean? Why, why are you nice yeah. now? Well, cause know. his mind went full bear. I guess he's full bear. Yeah. yeah. It's like Hayden Christensen, you know? Yeah. Sam. Oh, got it. Okay. Just think of it that way. Okay. Uh, she says, "Quote you've always been I want been to say there the the moment of the mom's the bear mom's eyes going from mom to just black bear. like bear was Ooh. so so powerful just at the wrong moment and it wasn't that set was up in bullshit. a way that like made you feel and I'm like damn yeah. that that could have been fucking special like that could have been yeah. like Pixar levels of odd shit but it was just kind of like oh okay that was a nice touch." She tells her mom, you've always been there for me, never given up on me. I just want you back. Uh, when the sun hits the tapestry, Eleanor changes back to her human form and hugs her daughter. Uh, but the princess, the little princess, stays bears forever. The end. JK, Eleanor has a new uh, rogue streak in her hair. Overjoyed, Meredith tells her that she's changed, and she replies, we both have. And then... She's had the rogue streak. Yeah, she had it the Did entire she? time. It was yeah. just more uh, noticeable when her hair huh? was down. But she had My it the apologies. whole movie, which I thought was a... That was one thing touch. as well, Nick, that kind of... That I noticed of like, wait, does she have that the whole time? Or oh, I thought they... that's what she was referring this to. It seems no, like it's very like, accentuated or something. Yeah. Um, well, my mistake. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently when she says you, she, you've changed, she was referring to the fact that she is no longer a giant man-eating bear. Uh, <laughs> Eleanor. Let's <laughs> see. That makes more sense. Uh, everyone realizes everyone is naked and they head home to make a new tapestry, uh, that features Merida and her bear mom. Um, the clans leave with fond farewells and the princes, the little princes hitch a ride on one of the boats and Fergus goes nuts. He's like, why, why do these kids torture me? So, 
uh, Merida and her mom ride through the forest together one more time as Merida narrates the wrap-up. Quote, there are those who uh, say fate is something beyond our command, but I know better. Our fate lives within us. You only have to be brave enough to see it. That's it. That's thin. it. Thin. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's get straight to it, Andy. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Andrew Feisner writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like you can to write your review in haiku form. And he says, a witch in a hut, a girl with her hunting bow, and three is a crow. Oh, I like that. Then we got. I don't know what uh, it means. I don't, yeah, I don't either. either. It sounds yeah. poetic and crazy. Zade Wilson says, I think I preferred the Temple Run knockoff game over the movie. Oh, wow. There's something. There was a lot of those in 2012, I imagine. Oh, my uh, gosh. Grant yeah. Burton. I'm Grant Burton. Grant says, Burton. Brave Grant. is short but sweet, but not the best Pixar treat. Her mom needs some Veet. What? Beat? Okay. Beat it's like a hair, hair removal. removal. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do you think a bear also? Do you think? Oh, oh no! <laughs> uh, point of clarification: you cannot use it on your back balls or ass bush. You oh. cannot. Those are too sensitive. Oh yeah. man, that is. Do you think I hate he meant? Hold on, stop. Uh, three is stop. a crowd, not three is a crow. Not that oh, that makes much that more make, sense. That doesn't that's, make a lot of sense. Joey, that's definitely what it means. Can you read Got it again okay. with that now, please. Okay, I will. Hold on. Yes, yes, yes. A witch in a hut. A girl with her hunting bow, and three is a crowd. No, I don't know. Three is a crowd. Yeah, Uh, Andy, what made you laugh really hard? I just I want to make sure it's known. Back balls. Back balls. (laughs) Yes, back balls. No, he Uh, meant back, comma balls. No man. (laughs) Miscellaneous writes in with the plot in haiku. Neglecting her rule, princess training is cruel, but her dad seems cool. Merida's campaign. Wanting freedom to remain splits arrow in twain. Oh wow! Ooh. Fuck. Ooh. The wisps led her there. The source. The wisps led her there. Crafty witch with spells to spare. Now her mom's a bear. <laughs> Answer to the curse. Must get back before it's worse. Mend bond to reverse. Save them mm. from more do. A connection made anew. Changed her fate. Would you? Wow, it's really good. God damn! You uh, they don't say would you. They say would ye. Would ye. So, yeah, that yeah, would have been that would have been actually. But I got to give the shout out to the use of that the was word Twain, and also to the the second uh, part of the haiku Stanza. where you get the seven syllables. Crafty witch with spells to spare. Like that is a good use of syllables. There's yeah. a lot of words, a lot That's of things good. being said there. So good, good for you. One of my favorites for sure. Now it's time for ragu bagu. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys here for Pixar in Review. The list is long, so we'll get right to it. Number one, Lotsa. Number two, Prospecta Al. Number three, New Swatter and Randall. Number four, Hopper. Number five, Syndro. Number six, Months and the Dogs. Number seven, Ego and Skinner. Number eight, Darla and the Barracuda. Number nine, Woody and Sid. Number 10, Gabby. Number 11, Otto from Wally. Number 12, Chick and Hubris from Cars. And number 13, Axelrod and the Lemons. Hmm. Where do we want to put? Jeez, 
I don't know that there is a more bad to the witch. To the witch, you know. The witch isn't a bad guy. Oh, bad poison guy. cake that turned her mom into a bear. <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I'll say There's the bad guy. Level. We'll say the witch and Mordu. We'll just say that because at this point you meet that witch, you're like, you did me a solid, but I'm also gonna. Um, we have to kill you. We have to burn you. Yeah, they definitely right? killed her after this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they went and hunted her mm-hmm. and killed yeah. her. Yeah. Right? Um. Damn. I don't know, man. I feel like pretty low. Yeah. Second to last. I would say, say last. I don't know. I think my thing put- is I'm not. I'm not gonna go that low because I thought the final fight was really cool, and I thought that the. The bad guy's setup, while he didn't do anything necessarily like that interesting as a bad guy, like the whole premise of the lore and the world that they built, he did do a lot of bad things. And yeah, you know what, Tim? I think he ate the dad's leg. I think the anticipation. That didn't even kill the dad. That didn't even kill the dad. If I just my ad. Little snack. I think the anticipation of that fight is neat because we kind of know that it's coming. And then you see the mom and bear run away or whatever. And then you kind of get that glimpse of Mordu and he see like he's all in shadow and you're like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And when he does pop in, yeah, it is kind of frightening. Um Nick, what's fourth to last? Fourth to last is Wood. Woody and Sid from Toy Story One is number nine. Number ten is Gabby. Number eleven is Otto from Wally. Number twelve is Chicken Hubris from Cars. Number thirteen is Ad- uh Axel Rotten and Lemons from Cars Two. I would put I'm this going- third to last. I would go higher. I would say under the Ratatouille bad guys, above wow. the Finding Nemo bad guys. Wow. I feel like wow. third to last, I, wow. I could I could see that happening. Third to last above both of the cars baddies? Bad guys, yes. Okay. Wow. Then I, I just feel like, I feel I like there's no real position. motivation for the bad guy. There's more dudes mm. just a bear. He's mad. Yeah. Let's go kill just people. A bear. I don't think there's any real like dimension to this. I think the real bad guy of this is miscommunication, right? It's it's both people's inability. The mother and the and and the daughter are both the, the witch definitely sort of the bad guys in this. Right? Well, the witch was just making her cake, man. You go to fucking La Boulange up here in the city, and you get a you get a freaking you where, know where you going a chocolate this? croissant, <laughs> and it and it makes you squeegee. Like it's not your it's not their fault. It's your fault yeah, for not being true. able to take all that. Butter yeah, but if it system. makes you no bear, it's their fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean like the warning was true. the warning was coming. The warning was coming, and then she yeah, and out, she forgot it. That's why look, she's not Merida, good at being read, a fucking wizard. Read it's fucking, really the read any child story. You know yeah. there's a catch. Rule number it's wish the number three. Don't thing. fuck, don't with, fuck me. with me. Don't sure, fuck with sure. Me. She wasn't specific enough asked. in her request. All right, Meredith let's do a show of hands. Who thinks Meredith? By the Meredith, a hundred percent should have asked. Look, it's the name's close enough. All right, you can't get me on this one. Who thinks? Mordu and the witch are better than uh, should be higher than Axelrod and Lemons. Raise your hand. Yeah. Three people, four people. Okay. Who thinks uh, Chicken Hubris from Cars? Uh, yeah, Cars. Three people: Andy, Joey, Tim, uh, Gabby from Toy Story Four. I'm sorry, Otto from Wally. Sorry. And there you go. They're going to go at number twelve. Now it is time to rank the Pixar universe. Currently, number one, we have number one, Up. Number two, Monsters, Inc. Number three, Finding Nemo. Number four, The Incredibles. Number five, Wally. Number six, Toy Story 3. Number seven, Toy Story 2. Number eight, Toy Story 4. Number nine, Toy Story. Number 10, Ratatouille. Number 11, Cars. Number 12, A Bug's Life. And number 13, Cars 2. Who wants to start this off? The I would the like brave. to start it off. But Andy raised his hand. Okay. Uh, I think that this should go number 13. It like I feel like it tries to do a lot of things that have worked in other movies, 
and it doesn't it doesn't execute them quite right. It's pretty looking, but I mean that's true for most of these movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Andy, I totally agree. I think it goes number thirteen underneath a Bug's Life. I think the cast and uh, silly characters of a Bug's Life. I'd have way more fun, and I would rather watch that any other day over Brave. I think Brave is a an above average, really good movie, but compared to the rest of the Pixar movies, I just don't think it compares. I third no this. Wow. I do. Uh, I think I think it was Tim that said it earlier. Like it's a good movie. It's not necessarily like a gr- good Pixar movie in comparison to some of the other stuff that we have on this list i agree that i think bug's life story and cast of characters is a lot stronger and just more fun to watch uh, but it's know. definitely better than oh. cars too i think it should go right above wally you're crazy. I'm just joking. I'm fucking with you guys. I think it should go right above cars too. I think I think everyone's right in the right spot. I think it's better than cars too, but I don't think it, I don't think it beat the bug's wow. life. Wow. I am right there with you. Yeah, number thirteen, second to last, right above cars too. And again, these Pixar movies. I think at this point, with the exception of Cars two, these are all really good movies and it goes up to from really good to like really fucking great uh and cars 2 was the one that's like it's okay you know um so hopefully we keep up the more positive side of this as opposed to the negative sure, but sure. i'm not going to repeat the rankings you guys get it number 12 is a bug's life number 13 is brave and number 14 is now cars 2 next week this week actually we're returning with the ninja turtles 3 often Subtitled incorrectly as Turtles in Time. Why, Joey? No future spoilers. I can't tell you. <laughs> I keep calling it that, Joey. I keep calling it that. <laughs> oh, no. Turn into watchmakers. But, uh, yeah, exactly. You never would see it coming. <laughs> uh, but then next week, we'll return with Pixar in review with, if I remember correctly, Monsters University. I've never uh, seen that one. one. Of the, the third oh. sequel that we're getting uh, in, in the Pixar universe so, so far. But until then... I love you all. Goodbye.